Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chauhan. Welcome to Courts Today by Live Law. We bring you the latest and in-depth legal coverage. Coming to you with a brief of what all happened in the Indian courts today. Today, I would like to start with an important news from the Supreme Court. Most of you may not be able to recall about a bomb blast that rocked Delhi's Lajpat Nagar Central Market in 1996 claiming lives of 13 people and injuring 38 others besides causing much damage to property. A few days later, the Jammu and Kashmir Islamic Front, designated as a terrorist organization, claimed responsibility for the attack. The Delhi police had booked six suspected Kashmiri militants and two others including a woman and also named Mafia Dons Daud Ibrahim and Tiger Menon as accused in the bomb blast. Today, 27 years after the terror attack, the Supreme Court has finally decided the fate of the four convicts in the case. The court upheld the conviction of two accused and sentenced them to life imprisonment without remission. Without remission means that they will have to undergo imprisonment for the rest of their lives. The convictions of two other former death row convicts who were discharged by the Delhi High Court were also restored and they were awarded life sentences extending to the rest of their natural lives. To read about the case in detail, you can visit our website at livelaw.in. The second case is from Manipur. You all know that multiple petitions are pending before the Supreme Court challenging the ongoing internet ban imposed in the state since May 3rd in response to reported incidents of violence. Today, the Supreme Court refused to entertain one such petition. The bench comprising CGI D.Y. Chandrachud, Justice P.S. Narsimha and Justice Manoj Mishra remarked that the High Court of Manipur was already seized of the matter and thus the Supreme Court could not entertain the petition. As you know that on 20th June, the Manipur High Court had directed the state authorities to provide limited internet service to the public in some designated places under the control of state authorities. It's a long-standing demand of social activists that there should be proper mechanism against harassment faced by the students from scheduled caste and scheduled tribe communities in India's prestigious higher education institutions like IITs, IIM, etc. Today, in a petition filed by mothers of Rohit Vimula and Payal Tadvi, the Supreme Court sought University Grant Commission's response on guidelines for creating an enabling environment for students belonging to SC and ST communities. Rohit Vemula, a PhD scholar at Hyderabad Central University, had died by suicide in January 2016, while Payal Tadvi, an Adivasi student at Tamil Nadu Topiawala National Medical College in Mumbai, had died by suicide in May 2019. Both suicides have been attributed to alleged caste-based discrimination in educational institutions. Senior advocate Indra Jai Singh appearing for petitioners pointed out that notice was issued to the centre in the matter as far back as in September 2019 and that there was an urgent need to address the issue. Terming it as a very sensitive matter, the division bench of Justice A.S. Bopanna and Justice M.M. Sondaresh told the UGC that as the litigation is non-adversarial, rather than replying in the nature of objections, care must be taken to specify how the UGC is planning to address and rectify the concerns raised in the petition. 
In a significant development, the Supreme Court today launched an implemented uniform, reliable and secure methodology for identifying and citing judgments and orders of the Supreme Court of India. We have been reporting about the initiatives being made by the CGI Chandrachud for reforming the court functioning and administration using advanced technology. Since our legal system follows the doctrine of precedent, mainly the cases decided in the past by the Supreme Court and High Courts, those cases are reported by private players such as SCC, AIR, Manupatra and even Live Law. The Supreme Court has now come up with a new system where the court itself has introduced a judgment citation system termed as neutral citation system. This system will be launched in a phased manner with effect from today, that is 6th of July. The first phase of the system shall cover judgments and orders pronounced during the period of 1st January 2014 till today and onwards. Neutral citation number of a case shall be allocated in the format where the first four characters are year of pronouncement of judgment followed by the abbreviation INSC which stands for relevant court that is India Supreme Court and then the serial number of the judgment. Apart from this, CJI Chandrachud has also launched E-ESCR project this year whereby digital versions of all Supreme Court judgments are made available online for free access. In another interesting case, the Supreme Court has gone into a very important issue of a widely prevalent bad practice of husbands acting as panchayat presidents when their wives are the ones elected. This issue goes into the patriarchal and gender discrimination existing in our society. The Supreme Court today refused to entertain a plea which alleged that women reservation in panchayats was being misused as husbands were running the village panchayats through proxies after their wives win from reserved seats. As you know that Article 243D envisages reservation of not less than one-third seats in the panchayat for women. The petition alleges that though the reservation has been implemented in reality, it is functioning through a proxy model where the spouses of these elected women are operating the panchayats. In view of the same, the petition sought the indulgence of the Apex Court to set up a committee to conduct research and provide solutions to curb the misuse. Though not inclined to issue notice in the petition, the bench comprising Justice S.K. Kaul and Justice Sudhanshu Dholia refused to entertain the petition and asked the petitioner to make representation to the concerned Ministry of Panchayati Raj to see if a better mechanism could be implemented. The bench was of the firm opinion that it was not within its domain to resolve the issue raised in the petition. The Supreme Court has observed that the trial courts must make proper preliminary examination of minor witnesses before recording their evidence. This is to ascertain whether the minor is capable of understanding the questions put to him and is able to give rational answers or not. In this case, the Sessions Court had convicted the accused for murder, which was later upheld by the Punjab and Haryana High Court. The conviction was based mainly on the testimony of a minor witness.
The appellant accused before the apex court contended that there was absolutely no corroboration to the testimony of the minor witness which was full of material contradictions and improvements and was thus not reliable. The bench comprising Justices Abhay S. Oak and Rajesh Bindal observed that as per the requirement of the Evidence Act, the trial judge was under a duty to record his opinion that the child was able to understand the questions put to him and able to give rational answers. The trial judge must also record his opinion that the child witness understands the duty of speaking the truth. The court also clarified that corroboration of the testimony of a child witness is not a rule but a measure of caution and prudence. The Supreme Court has refused to entertain a public interest litigation seeking the relocation of elephant Arinkomban back to its natural habitat in Chinna Canal in Kerala after the Tusker was translocated to Periyar Tiger Reserve with the fixation of a radio collar on it on April 29th. This was due to its habit of invading human settlement areas. After translocation to Periyar Tiger Reserve, the elephant had strayed into the forest region of the neighbouring state Tamil Nadu. Since the elephant created a scare by appearing in Kambom town of Tamil Nadu, the Tamil Nadu authorities further translocated it to Kanyakumari region. In this background, environmentalist C. R. Neela Kandan and V. K. Anandan filed a writ petition in the Supreme Court seeking inter alia to direct the state of Kerala to prepare a voluntary scheme such as Rebuild Kerala Development Scheme or Project Tiger to relocate human settlements vulnerable to human-elephant conflict incidents. However, the bench comprising CGI D.Y. Chandrachud, Justice P.S. Narsimha and Justice Manoj Mishra held that the petitioner had alternate remedies at their disposal and accordingly dismissed the PIL. This happened yesterday. Today also a petition on the same issue was placed before the Supreme Court. At the very outset, the bench expressed its exasperation in dealing with multiple petitions concerning Arikomban and asked the council to approach the High Court. CGI Chandrachud also expressed great displeasure when the lawyer kept on arguing the matter despite the bench making it clear that the petition could not be entertained. The Supreme Court has agreed to list on 10th July the plea filed by Government of National Capital Territory of Delhi challenging the ordinance brought by the central government recently to take away the powers of the Delhi government to control civil servants serving it. The matter was mentioned before a bench comprising CGI D.Y. Chandrachud, Justice P.S. Narsimha and Justice Manoj Mishra by senior advocate Dr. Abhishek Manu Singhvi who was appearing for the Delhi government. At first, CGI remarked that the matter could be heard with another similar matter pending before the court, that is, uh, the Delhi government's plea challenging the constitutionality of Section 45D of the ordinance. But when senior advocate Singhvi informed that this was a challenge to the ordinance as a whole, whereas the other matter was just a challenge to one section, the court then listed the matter for Monday. The Supreme Court today issued notice and sought responses from states in a plea filed by Advocate Shobha Gupta seeking to direct appropriate authorities to take proper legal action for violation of the provisions of the Pre-Conception and Prenatal Diagnostic Techniques Act of 1994 and the related rules. 
the PCPNDT Act was enacted with the intent to prohibit prenatal diagnostic techniques for determination of the sex of fetus leading to female feticide. The petition states that various provisions of the Act are not being executed effectively, that despite having specific provisions of punishment under the Act, the offenders are not being booked for the deliberate violation. The petition also states that the child sex ratio has been declining in the country since 1961. While relying on statistics from various states, the petitioner contends that conviction numbers are quite low. In September last year, the court had restricted the issuance of notice to the central government and had sought its response. But today, when the matter came up before a division bench of Justice A.S. Bopanna and Justice M.M. Sondurej, senior advocate Pinky Anand, appearing for the petitioner, argued that it was necessary to issue notice to states as well. In another important update, the Calcutta High Court today directed Central Armed Forces to remain in the state for a period of 10 days after declaration of results in the West Bengal Panchayat elections on 12th July. These directions came while hearing contempt application filed by BJP's Suvendu Adhikari, among several other, against the West Bengal State Election Commission for its laxity in holistically implementing orders of the court on several aspects, such as deployment of forces, etc. Senior Advocate Jishnu Saha, appearing for the State Election Commission, submitted that the deployment of forces after declaration of results would be beyond its jurisdiction due to its mandate being restricted to the election process. Upon noting that such a deployment would indeed be outside the jurisdiction of SEC, the division bench of Chief Justice T.S. Sivangnanam and Justice Uday Kumar itself passed orders for continued deployment of forces keeping in mind well-being of the electorate. The Madras High Court has declared the election of P. Ravindranath, son of former Tamil Nadu CM, O. Paneer Selvan and the sole member of parliament from AIA-DMK party as null and void. The court, however, kept the order in abeyance for a month to enable appeal against the order. P. Ravindranath was the lone candidate of AIA-DMK NDA coalition to succeed in the 2019 constituency election from the Theni constituency. Justice S.S. Sundar passed the order on an election petition filed by a voter from the constituency who had challenged his election on the ground of suppression of sources of income and bribing of voters. And lastly, the Delhi High Court has directed the Delhi government to establish the three juvenile justice boards proposed by it in the national capital within a period of two years. Taking note of a recent status report filed by the city government in a Suomoto case, a division bench of Chief Justice Satish Chandra Sharma and Justice Subramanyam Prasad observed that Delhi is ready to lay foundation stone to set up an integrated complex for effective implementation of the Juvenile Justice Act, comprising of various juvenile justice institutions and statutory bodies for care and protection of children within a single premise. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us.